All right, welcome to Old Town New World. Uh, we're here in the uh, local pickup retail store. Uh, my name's Jason Broadwater. My name's Christopher Bay. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of uh, Small Town USA, and uh, I guess we're going well beyond that on this episode <laughs> and uh, looking at impacts across the world. So uh, we'll get to it here. Ready, yeah. we count it off? No. Okay. So today we have an amazing couple of guests with us here. We have um, we have Dennis uh, Krasnikov. Now tell me, am I pronouncing that right, Dennis Krasnikov? Yes, yeah, right, Dennis Krasnikov. Yes, it's, okay, it's, great. Correct. And Yana Krasnikov, am I pronouncing that right? Yes, Krasnikova. Uh, we have we have one interested uh, interesting uh, thing. Uh, uh, it will be a secret, uh, but we will uh, share this secret with you. Uh, we in in. Uh, uh, in the Ukrainian or any other Slavonic languages, uh, female name always with VA at the end, and uh, uh, and the fe- and male just with V. So Kras- Krasnikov, but for men, for yes. men oh. but Krasnikova for women. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Well, thank you for telling that. me that. Yeah, I had no yes. idea. All right. And good. the same like uh, for example Akunin, Akunina. Uh, or uh, with N at the end, it will be with A. Or sometimes uh, there are some other changes like Sikorsky, but Sikorskaya. So oh, this wow. is a difference in uh, female and, and uh, male uh, last name. Well, that's great. I'm glad you told me that because I had no idea. So now, I'm, uh, now I know. Um, cool. So uh, di- uh, I'm going to give a little introduction and then we're going to get into, into asking you guys questions. So... Um, Dennis, uh, I met in um, a program at Harvard University at the John F. Kennedy School. It was an innovation and economic development program. And um, he has gone on to uh, do a lot of, lot of things, but one of the things he's done is, is, is co-found, I believe, this company called Vidby, which does um, translations uh, from videos. And he's been uh, working to do translations for, uh, to help in the, the Ukraine effort, uh, the war effort. In different ways, so we'll get into that. And Yana um, was um, Miss Ukraine, uh, Miss Universe Ukraine in 2017, and then as the uh, war broke out, or maybe even before, I believe, and then and then it has evolved since the war. Um, she has founded and is working with a, a nonprofit organization called Your Kindness. Um, and so we're going to learn about that as well to help children in Ukraine. So we'll get to all that stuff. But let, first, let's just get to know you guys. Dennis, since you're older, why don't you start? Where, where did you grow up? Tell us about your, your childhood. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Frank, uh, I was born in Ukraine. And uh, everything that happened now in Ukraine, this is uh, really, really severe thing for me. And... Uh, it's uh, I uh, I watch news every day, and of course this is it goes to my heart, and uh, uh, I feel everything uh, uh, very close to my heart. Um, and uh, uh, before we meet, uh, we met in Harvard. I spent all my time in Ukraine, uh, traveling a lot to different uh, parts of Ukraine, communicate with different people from eastern part, from western part, from Crimea Republic. And of course, if a part of the country uh, just captured but uh, by uh, 
uh, other soldiers. And uh, if uh, I see uh, now uh, nice uh, towns of Kharkiv, uh, uh, towns of, of Odessa and other very nice Ukrainian uh, cities, and they are now in ruin, mm. this is uh, something really unbelievable. This is... Uh, uh, it's difficult to understand uh, how it, it could happen. Uh, uh, and uh, of course, uh, and this is uh, 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 this year, this is not just the beginning of the conflict. This is a uh, uh, continuation of previous conflict that started about seven years ago. And uh, is that uh, when uh, Russia uh, annexed Crimea? Is that what when that? That's Start. right. Okay. Uh, okay. That's right. Yes, uh, uh, and uh, probably problems even started before. Ukraine is situated in the center uh, between uh, interests of uh, Russian civilization and Western civilization. Right. Yeah. And historically, uh, Western part of Ukraine uh, were a part of uh, Europe all the time uh, with uh, European. Uh, 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 European uh, values, uh, yes, with uh, European uh, expectations, with re- European uh, behavior, with everything. And eastern part of Ukraine uh, was a part of Russian Empire. Uh, so during, where, where uh, after you? I'm sorry. So, so where did you grow up? Did you grow up on the western part or the eastern part? I was born in Donetsk, in eastern part. Okay, but when. But when I was uh, three years old, uh, just childhood, uh, my parents moved to uh, Kiev, uh, uh, to the central part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but I studied in Kiev in a university with a lot of uh, uh, people from Western part. That I have uh, a lot of lot of friends from Western parts. Uh, and uh, moreover, I visited all uh, regions of Ukraine and have friends in every uh, mm. region of Ukraine. And uh, uh, I have a businesses there in many uh, many parts of Ukraine. And so any uh, uh, any. Uh, bad uh, situation with any part of Ukraine. This is really sensitive for me, yeah. and uh, uh, and uh, any danger with people f- uh, in Ukraine uh, in any part of Ukraine. This is really sensitive uh, for my heart. This well, before a- before 2014 um, or before the troubles, even prior to that, um, did you feel a kinship with both Russia and Europe, or did you feel more European and less Russian? Or how, how are you there? Um, I try to uh, all the time. I try to be more pro-Ukrainian because if people um, ask if we are closer to Europe or if we are closer to Russian civilization, uh, it will uh, it will brings uh, problems that we have now. When one part part of Ukraine believe more uh, to. Uh, our neighbors uh, and our friends from Europe uh, more than uh, other parts of Ukraine with the same citizens. And gotcha. if uh, this deep split uh, exists, in any case, it will be very serious conflict and very serious conflict between civilizations and other civilizations uh, can uh, make a severe influence uh, on the history of this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, on my opinion, Ukrainians should uh, believe, first of all, uh, 
to, in, in, in other Ukrainians and in, in their country, but not just think about uh, who is better, Washington or gotcha. Moscow. So did, did the, I mean, as, as tragic as it continues to be, is there a nationalism that has come from the invasion um, to bring Ukrainians together? Uh, I think that the uh, uh, situation at the beginning and situation now is different. Because in, in the beginning it was uh, possible to make some suggestions uh, that it's necessary to act like this, not uh, believe more in uh, Western or Eastern ideas. But when, or in, uh, when uh, uh, invasions already started, when this is the most devastating war in uh, uh, in the human history of uh, last uh, seventy years, in this uh, in this case, uh, uh, it's necessary uh, to think uh, today reality and uh, try to st- uh, try first of all to save uh, our country. Uh, on the existing borders, it's a first, right. and then uh, think about uh, uh, human lives, not to uh, n- not to waste so much young lives uh, for uh, this uh, d- the most devastating conflict. Yeah, well, I, Yana, I know that you um, are obviously younger than than your father, but um, so you're you've had less of your life prior to there being conflict. With um, Russia, I'm sure that's a defining. I mean, the war is obviously um, defining a generation's experience um, and generations to come. I'm sure. So, um, what what was life like for you prior to the war? Um, I cannot say so much. Uh, what was life like uh, prior to the war? Life was normal. But I can speak to what I have witnessed happen to us as a Ukrainian nation since the war. I think uh, these really difficult circumstances that we were put in made us um, unite. It made us realize, um, it made us more aware of who we are. Um, You know, when another uh, nation that's an aggressor denies your existence, you really start believing in the existence of your nation, in the existence of Ukrainians. Um, We have started thinking a lot more about what it means to be Ukrainian. Um, How, what is my heritage? How can I show that I'm Ukrainian? And I see on the streets uh, here, even Ukrainians that uh, left Ukraine many years ago, maybe their parents are Ukrainian. I see them in the United States proudly showing off uh, their roots proudly showing off their Ukrainian culture. And I think this is one of those um, things, surprising things that out of great tragedies, sometimes something really beautiful can come out. Well, the, the tragedy continues. I know there's just the, the loss of life is, is just uh, horrible, horrifying. And I'm sure it's hard, difficult for you to see that, you know, the world just kind of keeps keeps going. And I mean, you know, I, I'm guilty of it too. I haven't thought about Ukraine all week, you know, and, and he, here I'm in the luxury of the safety of my environment. Um, and so, I mean, I guess people like you are doing, doing work, both of you, 
to try to get the world to uh, not let this just be a, a news item, but to be a real to be very real so that you can get support that you need. The work that you're doing currently, Yana, um, it's it's with children mostly and refugees. Is that accurate? Uh, yes. So what we have started to do since the beginning of the full-scale invasion, uh, firstly, we started an evacuation program. Uh, we would take families uh, mostly from eastern, uh, but sometimes central parts of Ukraine that were under attack. Uh, we would take families with children and help them get evacuated uh, either to Sweden. We have some programs that would take them later to Germany. Um, and some of them chose to stay in Ukraine, but we evacuate them to western parts of Ukraine that are safe, relatively safe. Wow. Now, I've heard on yeah. the news, and um, and all I have is, you know, what I hear on the news here in the United States, but um, that... Russia was taking Ukrainian children to Russia to indoctrinate them? Uh, Is that accurate or true? Or? Uh, yes, the, there's obviously limited amount of information that we know, limited amount of facts that we know about territories that are occupied mm -hmm. because um, the information that comes out of there is um, very heavily controlled by uh, a Russian army. Uh, but things that we have heard is that they do have filtration camps. Um, people get, uh, they, Ukrainian people go through some kind of filtration process and some of them do get um, deported against their will to Russia. Wow. That's right. Now, the, Dennis, you mentioned that, I think you were talking about the physical cities um, being destroyed. Um, is that all over Ukraine, or is that just in the, the southeast or all over the eastern side? Or what, what, is that everywhere? Uh, there are some cities and big cities, like uh, 300,000 or uh, 200,000 or more, that are completely destroyed. Uh, cities like Mariupol, cities like Severodonetsk, uh, uh, also smaller cities, they are completely destroyed. And uh, uh, the interesting thing that uh, in this conflict, Ukraine tried to show that uh, Ukraine is uh, to be under, under Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian control. It's much better compared to be under uh, Russian control. And Ukraine invested a lot in infrastructure of these uh, uh, cities. Uh, Ukraine built roads, uh, bridges, uh, built... Uh, um, swimming pools, uh, schools, and in exactly these cities uh, destroyed now completely, like Mariupol or Severodonetsk. Uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, damages in other cities, even in Kiev and in the capital of Kiev. Uh, there are some uh, uh, districts uh, that were under um, uh, bomb, under bombs, uh, under rockets, uh, uh, and. Uh, but of course, the uh, eastern part and uh, part near Azovsea, uh, the most uh, it was the most dangerous parts, and uh, Russia tried to con conquer these territories, and uh, they just uh, uh, destroy everything in order just in order to control this uh, territory. Uh, Russian army is uh, much bigger, and they have. Uh, much more uh, weapons and uh, rockets and everything they can allow uh, to uh, uh, to 
to use all these rockets just to uh, uh, to to gain the aim uh, to to capture this city. Uh, but frankly speaking, it's possible to uh, to discuss a lot about the current conflict, and uh, people can see and can watch, can listen every day about news, about these uh, people tragedies, about devastating uh, war, about uh, uh, evacuation processes. But uh, I think in this situation, everybody uh, has to uh, has to think what uh, me personally can do. To improve situation, mm -hmm. uh, probably even in a small part, but how is it possible to improve? Uh, for example, Jana decided uh, to be a non-profit and uh, started uh, to work hard uh, to help more people. For example, uh, uh, their foundation was established in 2017, but as the war started, uh, uh, she she started to work more active. At the same, uh, and probably five times or ten times uh, more active and spend more time for this. And uh, uh, but uh, if, if we speak about me, uh, uh, I was uh, before war. We decided to uh, to go. We didn't predict this war. We, we thought about this, but we didn't predict this war. And we uh, we wanted to uh, to run our business as usual. And. Uh, uh, our artificial intelligence technology would be uh, that translate videos to 67 languages and 60 dialects uh, uh, with uh, voice translations. This is not subtitles, this is voice to voice translation. We established this uh, technology and wanted to come to American market with this technology. And uh, uh, so we, uh, when war started, we think and uh, uh, decided to, uh, to think it over how to help Ukraine in this situation. And we understand that uh, one of uh, it's necessary to, to help what you actually can do the best. Mm -hmm. And we uh, and we, we understand that uh, translation into English is not enough if we speak about uh, speeches of, of uh, uh, our president Zelensky. And we decided to make our contribution and uh, at our expense, we translate regularly uh, uh, speeches of President Zelensky and translate them to uh, dozens of languages uh, and Ukrainian embassy, embassies uh, worldwide uh, uh, posted on their Facebook pages and uh, other resources. Uh, informational agencies use this translation. And this is uh, uh, our uh, contribution to uh, this uh, uh, informational uh, con uh, war uh, that yeah. is also very important to uh, to win this uh, this informational war as well. Oh, it's it's critical, and and you know Putin is the master of of the in disinformation um, warring. So um, you know it's you're up against the 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 champ of of in my opinion the champ of evil disinformation um, in terms of him applying that tactic to um, the war in Ukraine. But to clarify here for uh, our audience, so you created a business uh, called Vidby that does um, translation using an AI technology, and it was going to be for a mostly maybe a business application, and it translates into sixty seven languages. It does it within like twenty four hours, and it's really you know a neat a neat service just in a regular kind of business application in a peacetime environment. And then, and then the war, um, the invasion happened, and then you you have been applying that technology to Zelensky's speeches, as you said, and and spreading that around the world. You've also been applying it to things like um, 
to help doctors learn how to do surgeries in the field and things. Tell us more about that. Uh, so we uh, recently we started cooperation with Harvard Medical School. Uh, they had a problem that uh, uh, they wanted to translate uh, videos that were recorded uh, with English voice. Uh, it was really uh, expensive to translate them to Ukrainian language, language because it was non-profit organization that financed this translation, and uh, it was not uh, financed by uh, by. Uh, any big medical institution. It was uh, uh, videos were made by Harvard, but uh, 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 but translation uh, uh, they wanted to uh, to raise money and uh, to translate into Ukrainian. And when they when they come to uh, like old style agencies, they uh, they got uh, bills uh, like thousands of dollars and. Uh, uh, it was really a problem for them how to help Ukrainian uh, sur uh, surgeons. And uh, uh, then uh, to make surge operations, to make surgeries, uh, because there is a big demand uh, now in Ukraine uh, for such kind of videos. Because uh, if you are a young doctor and if you are in a uh, hospital, you work together to make this uh, serious surgery with uh, experienced uh, 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 operational team. It's, a, it, it's a not a problem. But if you're just alone and this is your first uh, operation and you are in the center of a uh, big sunflower field and uh, you have uh, six or ten uh, uh, soldiers uh, that require just now uh, this operation, they need uh, uh, to to make uh, to make something very fast, very urgent, and uh, uh, if something trouble, uh, you need to consult with something, and that is why we decided to translate uh, uh, this uh, library into Ukrainian language, with uh, their own language, uh, not just uh, uh, make any incorrect work work in case. Uh, they do not understand correct uh, English language. Right, yeah, I guess that would be a problem if they if they did it wrong, yeah. Wow, goodness. Yeah. yeah. And our technology is about uh, 20 times uh, more affordable compared with uh, old-style translation in the studios when actors uh, uh, read uh, texts and uh, dub over the video. And so this is, our technology was very good for them, and now they use it to, to save lives in Ukraine. Wow. I mean, I guess that a lot of people are applying what they did before the invasion, coming up with creative ways to help the effort. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, frankly speaking, uh, at the... At the beginning of war, especially at the beginning of war, ev everybody start to do something uh, uh, absolutely for free to help uh, Ukraine. Uh, everybody tried to make their contributions. This is, it was like a, a rule, like unquestionable value to start to work to make something for uh, for, for your country. And uh, of course, later on, it's, it, it uh, and even now it's not so... Uh, so easy because at the beginning people lived in ordinary lives they have uh, jobs they have uh, money they have some savings and they were uh, they could devote it uh, mm -hmm. but as war already uh, almost uh, uh, already six years uh, six months uh, 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 already one, uh, half of the year 
uh, day by day, uh, people lost their jobs, lost their uh, houses, uh, lost uh, everything sometimes. And uh, they already started uh, to think about surviving, uh, uh, where to where to find food, how to feed their children, and uh, other other questions. Imagine that one day your house destroyed, your uh, your business uh, also sometimes physically destroyed, yeah. and uh, you do not have anything uh, at all. And you have three children, for example, and uh, necessary to survive somehow. Of course, we uh, many, many thanks to other countries, especially uh, our neighbors like Poland and uh, Germany, other countries that close to, uh, to Europe, they were... They uh, made a really big and important contribution to to host uh, Ukrainians, uh, but of course, uh, if this uh, uh, this conflicts continue uh, and uh, the problems uh, not solved, in uh, social problems not solved, they uh, they are getting more serious and serious every day, mm-hmm. and the Ukraine and the situation of in Ukrainian economy became uh, every day. Uh, uh, more uh, every day, more, more worse every day, worse yeah. and worse, and uh, so necessary to find new solutions how to uh, to solve this problem, new mechanism how to finance uh, this uh, uh, really serious thing. Uh, and uh, for example, if uh, if you speak about uh, even in, in, the, in the United States, uh, probably in every state, a lot of people from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Ukraine, a lot of people from Ukraine come to different Ukraine, uh, states of United States. And uh, President Biden announced uh, that uh, uh, America is ready to to host. Uh, uh, 100,000 Ukrainians. Uh, this is a very good, uh, uh, good, good step. This is uh, very important for uh, for Ukraine now. Uh, but unfortunately, when they came uh, to the United States, they should wait for uh, like uh, five, ten months uh, for the uh, any documents like temporary resident status or work authorization. Uh, and even in in uh, the United States, it's very often a, ty- uh, a question of survival. If you come with three children, and uh, you uh, and according to, to American law, it's forbidden to work. Uh, they can't work uh, legally. Uh, just wait for six months. There is, we have another serious uh, humanitarian situation when. Uh, uh, they, these people are forced to go to um, uh, gray or sometimes even to criminal market, mm. and this is not this is not good. This is it's ne- it's really necessary to solve this problem, and uh, 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 from this time our foundation decided not just work and help Ukraine uh, in programs uh, of evacuation of humanitarian aid. We we paid our attention to. Uh, children here in the United States because uh, they, uh, their parents can't uh, pay so big bills here for everything. And uh, we started program of uh, uh, like to uh, uh, to, to buy, we buy uh, uh, cards of uh, supermarkets that uh, uh, Ukrainians uh, live nearby and they like this uh, food. And uh, uh, donate like bank to cards, like money cards, 
like spending cards. Yes, yes, like the, gift yeah. cards, yes. Yeah, gift like cards, yeah. Like gift cards, yeah. and then we, we give it to mother of three children or four children, and uh, she understands better what uh, what to buy for their children uh, according to yeah. all diets, all necessary yeah. necessities. And we try to work with uh, more and more authorities in the United States and uh, argue that this is really important to, to help them. Uh, there are two, two, two different ways to to speed up the process of uh, work authorization, but it's it's really difficult to yeah. change any American law. Or in this case, it's necessary to start humanitarian projects uh, in Ukraine or in the United States for yeah. Ukrainian. Otherwise, they can uh, uh, try. To, uh, they need to survive, and they can try to uh, yeah. uh, to do. Uh, uh, they they were pushed to, uh, to to start to work without authorization. But this is really bad for for right, yeah. uh, well, for economical system of the United States. No, this I agree. Really it's bad, bad for them, too, because they could get in trouble and end up in prison. It's just not a good situation. Uh, Jana, um, y- your organization is therefore addressing two of the needs here that uh, Dennis talked about. One, in, in, in Ukraine where mm-hmm. at first people had the resources to kind of pitch into the war effort, get by, but now they're struggling to just feed their own families. And I guess you're, you're helping with the, the uh, supporting children and their safety and, and sustenance there. And then also w- with Ukrainians that are in New York, as the way that Dennis was describing there. But let's start with in Ukraine. How are you able to help families and children in Ukraine? So um, earlier I started talking about our evacuation program. So this is one of the ways. Another way is that we actively send humanitarian aid. Um, Mostly the humanitarian aid that we send is uh, baby nutrition, diapers, and other necessities for children and babies. We send it to children's hospital. We send it to maternity hospitals. Um, to the ones that are located in the eastern part near the front line, um, as well as uh, hospitals in central part of Ukraine, where a lot of uh, mothers who were evacuated from those dangerous war zones are being treated right now. Wow. So this is the so humanitarian aid program is our other large program. Apart from that, we also have educational program that continue to run that existed even before the full-scale invasion we um we usually um donate educational tools we donate books to ukrainians for instance we had a program recently where we donated um distributed more than ten thousand books children's books to ukrainian children not just in ukraine but in other neighboring countries where ukrainian children were forced to be relocated wow so these cities that have just been devastated i mean everybody's gone or are some people somehow still there or how does that work uh, actually it's a, a difficult situation because uh, at the beginning a lot of people there's how do i say this correctly so there is a group of people that uh stayed at the beginning and they did not want to leave. So they left later until things got really bad. But there's also another group of people who left right away. And then they went um, outside of the country 
to seek help and uh, keep their family safe. But not everyone can afford and not everyone can survive uh, in a new country, especially if we're talking about the United States. Uh, if, if they come and uh, they don't have any support, they don't have they don't have a way to have an income, they're forced to come back. So mm. right now in the eastern part of Ukraine, where there's very heavy uh, fighting going on, we see this tendency of people actually uh, having to come back. Oh, that man. is why there is exactly yes and they actually don't have a choice but to come back and and be home just because it's so difficult financially and uh so are they now displaced towards the western half of the country or are they going back actually into the war zone areas some people go back in the in the really bad areas where the fighting is going on eastern mm -hmm. parts as well uh this, they, they have their houses in these places and they don't yes. have money they own to real estate else. they mm. own real estate only there they don't have the money to pay the rent uh, mm. elsewhere especially if we're talking about other european countries uh, the prices of rent are very different from those in ukraine wow the but uh, now this is summer, summertime. Uh, Ukraine is uh, uh, Ukraine has climate similar to Toronto or Minnesota, something like this. So very nice weather in, in summer. You can spend a lot of time uh, everywhere. Everywhere is very comfortable. But at the same time, from uh, October uh, till uh, probably April, uh, very serious uh, time. They, um, we expect very serious problems during this time. Oh yeah, right. Because yeah, because they won't. People that are yes. unhoused, I guess, will be facing the weather at that point. Yes, because infrastructure of these cities is completely destroyed, mm -hmm. and uh, you, uh, and uh, some uh, cities already said that it's impossible to recover uh, this. Uh, uh, situation uh, before uh, uh, winter start, started because uh, first they do not have finance to uh, to recover it and uh, the second that they are in a, in a, in a, uh, places of serious conflicts and even if they uh, if they if they repair something immediately it will be again uh, destroyed or some strategic uh, uh, objects like uh, uh, like uh, uh, different plants, like uh, even even nuclear sta uh, stations, now under wow. uh, under the control of Russians sometimes, and no nobody knows what what can happen with this. And uh, so they uh, declared that some uh, in some uh, districts uh, it will be no uh, heating at all. And in this case, in these regions, it will not possible to survive during uh, during winter pe period. Mm -hmm. And now we will uh, face with another extremely serious problem. And uh, even uh, people who live there and doesn't have uh, money, they will not uh, have any, out, uh, any other way out just to move to cities where it will be hitting. Mm -hmm. uh, moreover, I would like to pay your attention about different group of uh, people. Uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, people that can't uh, move to other uh, districts because they are uh, really, they, they are ill. They just, uh, uh, you uh, need, uh, they need uh, all time care about them. And uh, so how to, how to uh, move these people, for example, or uh, 
because this is very, uh, these cities are very big, like 300,000 or more, uh, different people there. Moreover, uh, we uh, expect that uh, tens of thousands of Ukrainian schools will not open in September. Uh, and uh, uh, and the children could not uh, come to, uh, to schools to study, but uh, uh, they are at... Uh, final stages of uh, uh, the education before your universities uh, it will have a severe uh, bad impact on uh, on life of these people yeah. on future of this uh, of this uh, nations uh, uh, it's a question of educational level about everything and now we started to cooperate with uh, youtube with uh, google and uh, um, they initiated like a program uh, to uh, uh, to make like Ukrainian educational platform when uh, uh, people, uh, when, when students where, which school are not opened uh, uh, can, can come and uh, study online everything, every subject that they, they have. But there is uh, a lack of uh, educational materials in Ukraine, in Ukrainian, mm. and uh, probably we will cooperate and uh, translate uh, materials from other languages uh, uh, into Ukrainian. And again, our technology will help uh, uh, to make it not uh, on, on affordable price, but not uh, on a crazy price to translate every subject on every uh, every lesson in every subject. So you're finding a lot of innovative ways to use your uh, tool to help. Yeah, this is all, sometimes this is only one way out. It's yeah. impossible to use a standard uh, procedure. I mean, because you're using it on the, the information war globally to try to get countries to understand what's going on, which could lead to more support in the form of money, weapons, army, whatever, to, to actually fight the war with you. Um, yes. You're also uh, using it in a way that's helping medics on the field care for people in real time. And now you're using it to help uh, bolster education infrastructure throughout the country uh, that could help kind of with the, the kids whose lives are will forever be defined by this invasion and this war. I mean, this is forever defining of who they are and what they experienced as young people, you know. So I, I, yeah. I really I, I admire the work that you're doing there. And then at the same time... Um, Jana, I guess yours is more tactile, more immediate, where you're putting $100 in the hand of a mom who needs to buy groceries uh, so that her children don't go hungry. Um, exactly. Yeah, th that is absolutely right. And, um, you know, doing this work is just so meaningful to me because I actually get to see these families, um, the ones that are in the United States. I get to meet them. I get to speak with them. And I hear their stories some of the stories are truly heartbreaking and terrifying stories of uh, how they lived under occupation or what it was like uh, on the road trying to get out of the country. And it, it's really priceless seeing um, seeing action, you know, in, in real life. Like I can see how my actions uh, uh, impact somebody else's life. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so if we, for those of us who want to do something... And yet we're, you know, we're living in our comfortable lives and and, and we, we're not going to fly to Ukraine and fight, but we want to help. I know we can go to your website, yourkindness.fund, 
and we could make a donation. That's one thing that we could do. Um, what's, is there anything else that we Americans, for example, regular Americans could, could be doing to help? I think that uh, uh, America ha uh, created quite good uh, um, uh, quite good programs for how to uh, help uh, people in need during COVID. Mm. And now COVID uh, uh, is on the final stages uh, and uh, it's possible to uh, reorient, uh, mm. uh, rebuild these programs to help uh, people in need uh, because of other uh, bad situations. Uh, uh, this is not a question just about Ukrainians. Uh, we have the same question with Afghan uh, people and mm -hmm. mm, probably there are a lot of other groups there that are in need. And it's possible to use this practice when uh, uh, different municipal uh, uh, funds or uh, even private funds uh, helped uh, uh, people uh, who stayed at home without jobs. It's possible to reorient, uh, reorient this uh, program and help uh, uh, refugees help other people in need and uh, help them to survive in, in a really serious situations. This is another way how we uh, we can cooperate and uh, uh, our um, uh, non-profit non organization can share our experience, how we build this, uh, uh, this system, how to find uh, people in need and how to uh, to give them what they really need. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, if uh, how, how it works uh, now, we uh, we, we uh, made like a big list of uh, uh, Ukrainian re refugees. Some of them has uh, three uh, uh, three children. Some uh, uh, even more children. Some children are uh, uh, have severe illnesses, uh, and uh, they are our priority how uh, to help them. Uh, and uh, as my, and, and of course, if we have more funds uh, to, for this program, we can help uh, uh, families with two children or with one children or elder people. As much uh, programs we can uh, uh, reorient to uh, to uh, our uh, uh, reorient to to, uh, to this uh, uh, new aim. Uh, uh, we help more people and we. Uh, make uh, uh, life of uh, these people more ha happier. Mm. Well, you know, you guys are in, an inspiring pair um, to be, you know, dedicating your energies to, uh, to such a noble cause. I know that it's um, being Ukrainian and um, it's hard to de deny, uh, it's hard to pretend like it's not happening, um, which a lot of the world kind of has that luxury um, to do. Um, and I just, I know, I, I go back to this, but I'm sure it's infuriating. I, you know, I have the, this experience with uh, people who have lost, let's say lost a child, you know, something tragic and awful. And they look around and they think, how is everybody living normal? Like, how are they going on? I want the whole world to stop, you know. And I, I'm sure that Ukrainians feel that way, like, stop everything, you know, stop the world. This is not okay. We can't let this persist. I mean, so I see Zelensky and how well he handles speaking to the, you know, European and American powers and being, you know, navigating that when I'm sure he wants to scream and say, you know, bring your army and stop this war. 
Um, I mean, so how do you, uh, I guess you have to keep a certain level of composure in the way you present yourselves professionally to the world uh, so that you don't come across like you're screaming. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, so do you have to put on a game face and kind of go out and make presentations and talk civically about the war uh, when you want to when you want to scream? <laughs> do you understand what I'm asking? Uh, yes, I definitely understand what what you're talking about, and I think um, this is a feeling that all of Ukrainians have been feeling for the past five months. But. Um, what can I say? What can we do? I think it's also our responsibility to understand that, of course, it will not be as personal to somebody that lives across the ocean than it is to uh, when it happens in your own country. And the best we can do is uh, keep talking about what's going on, making sure that people don't forget that the war is still going on. And even though they don't show it on the news nearly as much as they should anymore, because you know how the news works. Uh, one day it's something sensational. Everybody talks about it. The next day uh, people care less and less. And, and we really see that. We see that in donations. We see this in conversations that we have with people. Uh, some people really don't know what the situation is. So I think the least we can do as Ukrainians is uh, try to tell our story, try to convey to people what is going on. And a lot of people, they, they truly care. Um, you just need to make sure that uh, they get this information. Mm-hmm. Yes, in general, Americans are ready to help. They are really kind people and they uh, uh, we feel that they uh, have uh, uh, the same feelings as we have. Even they are on the, another continent, they really they sympathize. They sympathize. Yes, they, they try to help. And very often they do not know how to help uh, effectively. Yes. And uh, the programs like your program can uh, help people to understand uh, where to, uh, to uh, with whom, whom to cooperate with. Uh, and uh, yes, and we try to make uh, models of cooperation as uh, good for Americans as uh, possible to show them that it's possible to uh, to donate to organizations that uh, uh, really connected with Ukraine. And we, uh, we are ready to show where this uh, all money goes, uh, mm-hmm. what exact uh, small uh, towns in uh, Ukraine or what exact families uh, with all photos uh, uh, that we help here in, in, uh, in America. And moreover, it's necessary not just to donate and uh, to spend money. It's necessary to make uh, uh, models of, of cooperation that, is, that works uh, effectively. For example, like our offer to, uh, uh, to reorient uh, uh, money that, uh, were, uh, that were uh, directed to COVID problems, to redirect them to, uh, uh, to, to the programs uh, and help people with other needs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um, I, I, I really appreciate you guys uh, being willing to get on here with us, and um, we will spread this uh, podcast far and wide to the ability that we have to do so. I know, Chris, usually, usually we're having talking on lighter topics, so usually yeah. Chris is cracking jokes and talking the whole time. But I like the joke guy. Yeah, right. So I, can't, I realize there wasn't a lot of appropriate jokes to me. Yeah, right. Um, I do have one question. Please, though. I, yeah. Because you, you guys have informed us on a lot of stuff that 
we're just not hearing over here. You know, it's like you were talking about how American news works and it's like kind of show busy and everybody focuses on exactly. something for a few weeks. Um, and there's so much stuff that you've said uh, today that I had never heard about, like issues I hadn't heard of. Is there anything else you can think that's like getting lost and that people should hear about? I think just the general idea is important that um, what you saw in the news, uh, let's say in March and April, it is nearly, it's as bad every day still today, or it gets, the situation gets even worse because as these tragedies are going on, on long term, uh, it brings new negative impacts mm-hmm. out. And I think it's just really important that we keep in mind that if, if you don't see it on the media, it doesn't mean it's not happening. And mm-hmm. on an individual level, it's so important for the American community to, you know, try and seek out and the information because when there is less coverage, when there less people are talking about it, then we get less help and help is what we need the most right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, Yana, Dennis, it's been such a pleasure. Um, uh, Vidby is a AI um, solution technology to translate into 67 languages. Um, does it very fast and extremely effectively. Um, Dennis, 67 please. languages and 60 dialects. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, wow. This is also option to translate to different dialects. For example, the, uh, we were surprised, that, uh, but uh, the most popular translations uh, of uh, President Zelensky into Brazilian uh, Portuguese, not oh. to... Not to the main languages, even uh, more, uh, and the whole Mexican uh, Spanish also very popular. And do you uh, do you translate into Southern American? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. We have about uh, we have about uh, ten different Spanish lang- uh, dialects, oh, like wow. Argentinian, uh, Dominican Republic, Cuban, uh, and other Spanish uh, dialects, and also about. Uh, Ten different Arabic uh, uh, Arabic uh, dialects like Mo- Morocco, like like uh, Iraq, uh, Tunisia, and other. Wow! And of course, we have uh, English, uh, in British English, American English, Indian uh, accent, and uh, uh, some other. Yeah, it's possible to make with technologies uh, very easy. And moreover, these uh, uh, translations are unique and. Uh, they are even more popular if it is on your dialect uh, compared with general English. Oh, wow. So so this is an amazing technology that can be used for business applications and that could have potentially nothing to do with um, Ukraine or the war. It could just be a business that needed to use that services, and that would help make your company continue to be profitable, which would then support your efforts in the war because you're putting your own money and and, and energy and things into helping support the war. So one way to support the, the, your efforts would be um, to just use your company, private sector style. Uh, another way would be, you know, if there's anything that could, um, any information that could be useful to people um, on the war front that's in a different language that could be translated into, um, you know, for, for Ukrainian folks uh, to use, that could be helpful, right? Uh, so people could contribute potentially in that way. Um, and it's vidby, it's vidby.com. That's the website, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, great. And um, Yana, um, it's uh, it's yourkindness.fund. Is that accurate? That's correct. 
uh, and and it's got information about um, the uh, the organization and the different efforts that you guys are involved in, uh, both over in Ukraine and with Ukrainian refugees in New York. And um, there's an opportunity to donate um, on on that website. And uh, is it just donation of money, or do you ask for other other resources, or just more money? Uh, so on the website, uh, you are absolutely correct. You can learn about what we do. You can uh, also donate. And uh, also, if you are a Ukrainian family, you can also submit your application. Um, if you're a Ukrainian family in the United States, uh, and we will see how we can help. Um, in terms of uh, helping in other ways, if right now, um, if you want to help physically, uh, you would have to be in New York City. And if you're in New York City, you can contact us through the website as well if you would like to volunteer. Okay, great. And that would be to come to show up and help maybe give out food or give out resources. Or yes. Like but we are, we are looking for partners for initiative groups in other states. Okay. And we can share our experience. And they can also uh, uh, use uh, our model how to work with uh, uh, Ukrainian refugees in uh, other districts and not only with Ukrainians, with Afghan refugees and other. So we are ready for this kind of cooperation and uh, uh, we are really interested in to, cooper to cooperate with uh, people that uh, feel uh, uh, a problem of other people in need like their own problems. Mm -hmm. Well, if I may, I... Um and you tell me if this is not something that you need, but uh, I don't know if you know what we do. We do this podcast as a hobby, um, but mm -hmm. we, we own a company where we do digital marketing. As our, it's what we do. We build websites, do social media, advertising campaigns, online stuff and all that. And I would like to donate, uh, Yana, if you are interested in building you or a new website or improving your website uh, to the extent that you would like it improved, I'd like to donate those services to you guys, if that's helpful. Uh, that would be really great. Hmm. Let's definitely discuss this after we finish the podcast. Okay, wonderful. Well, um, all right, great. Well, I, you know, that's and that's the and that's minimal, but it's some, at least it's something that we can do. Um, so, uh, thank you so much, guys, for being on here. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll do what we can to spread the word, and um, and we wish you the best and um, and, and the most sincere way uh we we pray and and hope for a, 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 a as good of an outcome as can possibly come for ukraine at this point so um you know god thank speed. you yeah thank you thank you all right and i hope that we will finally solve this conflict and this conflict we will not spread to other countries because mm -hmm. this is really really severe danger that uh, this conflict can be not just in Ukraine, but worldwide. And the Ukrainian nation has really important role to stop um, these uh, invasions. But in case we lose, believe me, in a, in a few years or even in a few months, uh, it will spread to other mm -hmm. countries and the uh, uh, armies that attack now, they understand that it's possible to attack if effectively and uh, with success in other countries and, and with little consequences. Yes. Exactly. With, with little That's consequences. The that is the danger of it. And the thing is, what Putin has, unfortunately, and this is awful, but he has stay in power because he, this is my opinion, he doesn't care who's dying. 
He can just stay there until all the news networks quit covering it and everybody quits caring, and he can just stay there and occupy, and then he can invade another country, and there's the same little show and dance in the UN and the same show and dance at NATO, the same song and dance in America. Everybody gets all hot about it, and then the news cycle fades, and then he just has staying power. Um, and it's a scary, a scary prospect for the new, a new world order that could be just based on um, the will of a, of a, of a dictator. Um, so it's a, it's a scary thing. So, so for you who are on the front line of it, front line of it, thank you for your, your struggle for the rest of us, and we'll see what we can do to help out. Thank, thank you for your help and understanding as well. All right, guys, um, I'm gonna say bye, but don't hang up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Just, all right, bye guys. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.